Welcome to Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit, analyzing who formed Roger Rabbit one minute at a time. With special guest, Lexi Diamond. That was um, truly disturbing. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? I mean, like, it's visually disturbing, first of all. The 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 scene of him washing off the head is, um, it's offensive to the eyes and the system. It hurt, but, yeah. But the whole uh, energy of the four minutes is so different and weird than the rest cursed. of the movie. It it's feels cursed. like they were like, hey, guys, uh, we're halfway through shooting this bad boy. <laughs> we know everybody's had a tough time. Sorry about that light swinging thing. We've got an idea. We're all going to do a bunch of shrooms and just shoot this next scene. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And then everyone had like a bad trip because they were all too stressed out because it does not have a normal vibe. It, uh, it kind of feels like they were like, let's bring in some of the Pee Wee's Big Adventure guys and get this shit real weird. Mm-hmm. It has it has that vibe, the like upsetting fever dream, like. It, right. It's oh. a different genre of body horror than we've seen <laughs> because it's not. Do you know what I mean? Like the, um, in so far in the film is what I mean. Like that's. I think we actually have one moment of it at the very end that's almost, that's similar, but nothing so far has been that. Even before you get to the, the body horror part, which which is intense and like that's, we're reeling from that right now. Um, we are. All yeah. of us. Uh, yeah. But you even be before you get that, the, like Judge anything. Doom's voice is weird. Like Christopher Lloyd is way overdoing it here. Um, in a way, like the, everything about this scene is it's awkward and weird. It also suggests that a lot more has been cut out of mm-hmm. Jessica Rabbit, right? Because why would we, an audience, watch her there with Judge Doom and not? That I have so many questions. Yeah, yeah. why is she there? Well, there goes, there's a little bit more, uh, actually a lot more in this, in the screenplay that takes place before this deleted scene. Um, oh, by the way, hey, welcome everybody. We're on minute uh, 47. <laughs> We're back here with our uh, special guest, Lexi Diamond. How are you doing, Lexi? I'm experiencing body horror. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those uh, out there who don't know what we're talking about, we just watched the deleted scene uh, from the movie. There is a deleted scene. You can go on YouTube and watch it. If you enter Roger Rabbit Pighead, you will be able <laughs> but, to. See but, but think about how your life, how you want your life to be before yeah. you, you type in those words. Just like think about who you are right now. And if you, if you want to be the kind of person who's seen this, I wish someone had warned me. You can never unsee it. Like, if you want to watch something a little bit lighter, more comfortable, Human Centipede 2 is out there. It's... <laughs> That's it. Oh, that'd be so comforting um, or just after like, this. Just like any amount of fanfic on Reddit. <laughs> like, you could consume all of that and probably still be more emotionally healthy than I am right now. I didn't like that. I Well, and you guys can, you two can, um, you can vouch that I asked if I was watching the wrong scene because <laughs> <laughs> so I was like well there's no there's certainly no reason why this would be happening now in the film yeah 
even having read the 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 context around this scene, I mm -hmm. still uh, have that question. Um, this I, is one of those things where the more information you have, the worse it gets. <laughs> that was an uh, unprecedented use of the, the way that that was that shower moment was animated was very was I don't like that. We uh, did we did just discuss the Pee Wee Herman Large Marge scene and how that's all seared into our memories. And this is very reminiscent of that in a mm. worse way. Because this wasn't yeah, sorry. It's a slow burn. It's got it's got notes of psycho. That it does. So uh for those who uh those who don't want to put themselves through watching this, uh what, what happens is um actually just for a little bit of context for uh uh for everyone in the screenplay, what happens after Eddie leaves the bar here uh pretty soon after, uh he follows RK Maroon. Um he goes into a restaurant and um do you remember this character from earlier on in the movie? Uh this character um who's deaf that's in the bar and just writes different things and uh shows Eddie. He's like Eddie's like, what's with that guy? And he points to the guy and he writes laid off and he shows it. He was back in minute, I think 11, 12, something like that. Um and, and it was four lifetimes ago. That was a that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um but there's a deaf a deaf character that Eddie's friends with in the bar and um he brings him to, to the restaurant to read R.K. Maroon's lips to see what he's talking about. R.K. Maroon is in a meeting with Bugs Bunny, and then uh, they they wind up following R.K. Maroon over to Ar um, over to Marvin Acme's funeral, um, where there's a big funeral scene, lots of cartoon characters there. And it eventually leads them, Eddie, to... Um, uh, we will do a special episode just on all the deleted stuff out of the script, but it eventually leads Eddie uh, to go investigate what's happening inside and see if he can find the will somewhere inside of uh, the dressing room. Um, now, this is where the deleted scene starts. Eddie breaks into the dressing room uh, and uh, is encountered by Bongo the, the gorilla making his triumphant return, uh, who uh, knocks Eddie out. Eddie wakes up to Judge Doom and the Weasels in a very weird scene. It's very weird. The the everything about it is weird. Yeah. The 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 tone, the pacing, the the acting, the animation, like every single part of it is weird. Maybe it's just because it since it's deleted, maybe it didn't get all of the editing. But mm. it's so weird that they still animated it. They still went through the trouble of doing that. In yeah, it must have been in there for a long time yeah and, the, and it's weird to me that they it, like not knowing the rest this scene doesn't make a whole lot of sense they still chose not to film the rest but do at least keep this scene in long enough where it got to the point where it was the weird part is so the very beginning of the scene right where he breaks the window and then bongo hits him like that feels it's right on brand it's it fits in the movie perfectly i was even like oh that hat move because he he puts his hat up against the window and punches through the hat and i was like that's such a genius eddie move that's such an eddie yeah. move you know yeah. like yeah. perfect perfect a plus i was like look at that i'm breaking i'm wearing a hat just in case i need to break windows right uh and then it just it just takes a hard left into into just a very dark <laughs> very dark and very like psychedelic i want to say it's a psychedelic place a dark psychedelic place well what's the suggestion i'm sorry you i'm i'm like just processing no we're all without, reeling we're reeling I, but i don't mean to get ahead of it things 
but what has happened <laughs> in the, in the between? I know that we still need to go through like on a literal level what they talk about in that room with Judge Doom and Jessica, but then they seem to emerge in the they emerge in the daylight, and I think he's been tortured. Yeah, well, I think the torture is the pig cat. So uh, Judge Doom um, makes some threats. Jessica's in there too. Uh, for some reason, Jessica's in there hanging out with Judge Doom and all of them. Um, believe- and it's a scene about her legs for a minute. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. It, or about her stockings. Mm, there it is. Yeah. yeah. But even just the way that they've like animated her to move, it feels like that's so central. Like, I mean, obviously she's being... Um, made sexy and and made the subject of she's fulfilling her only reason for existing yeah <laughs> sorry no um no uh, the uh, something that caught my eye which was not the dialogue or why the scene was there is um eddie is inexplicably sweaty he goes from being like normal to being like uh, just oiled down <laughs> oh well they probably also it, cut out the oil scene in, it, <laughs> in an uncomfortable way he looks like he was recently birthed i assumed that he had been outside in the rain but i no. don't know that that was based on anything i just yeah, assumed well, that's that when he kind of looks like that but no huh. very 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 sweaty eddie judge doom uh then uh, talks about what how they're gonna deal with eddie and his intrusion um they say he's gonna take him downtown which eddie seems happy about he's gonna go get to see his buddy santino but no they mean downtown toontown um which they then take him to we don't get to see any of toontown um we we see the sun uh hang out for a little bit another fever dream sequence there's like a witch and a cloud I and forgot. a like i forgot and the you guys this moon. is it has it has the energy of like a dream that doesn't make sense like if you're trying okay. to explain it a dream to someone and you're like well i was running downtown and then all of a sudden a witch flew into a cloud and then they kind of like did like a smoke thing together and then the sun came up and it was like hi and then i ran through a tunnel and i had a pig head like it it's so that's what it feels like is that witch the bobby pin witch was that specifically the i can't remember her name but i think it may be lucinda based on absolutely nothing there's like a Looney Tunes witch who she'll like, and she'll run and then her bobby pins will stay behind and then they'll fall to the ground. That sounds and I relate strongly to her and so I, I see It her probably open. is. Uh, so the, the, uh, the uh, coup de grace of this whole thing is that they then release Eddie and re- who has a bag over his head, takes off the bag revealing a giant cartoon pig head. Okay, wait, I have, a, I have a note about this too, because they throw him, they physically throw him through the tunnel. And, and now there it's has, morning. And there has never been a less convincing stunt double. Mm, this is a this is an entirely different genre of human that they've Mm. used they didn't make one effort to make this person shaped like bob hoskins this is a tall slender man in a nicely fitted suit that's roughly the same color as eddie's suit it is not the beefy little mime that is Bob Hoskins. There's some, I can't remember if it's the New York Times obituary for him or Wikipedia. <laughs> Similar levels of, anyway, somebody calls him a bullet of a man or like a bullet shaped man, which I really loved. He's a real shotgun shell. He's just a little bullet. 
what's more disturbing to me than just the pig head existing on his head <laughs> very disturbing is him taking a shower and it just washing off of him and it looking like a no 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 he grabs a bottle of turpentine he dips himself you guys miss that he's own turpentine to 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 disintegrate the pig's head on his face it feels like theater of the absurd it feels like <laughs> like like body horror it's body horror it's grotesque wait we have more to talk about here with this pig head thing i'm sorry but okay one this pig this pig is a pig we've seen before this isn't a generic pig this is a famous looney tunes pig it's not like porky, I, is it i hope it's i don't know but it is no. it is it is meant to to hit Be you familiar deep, okay mm -hmm. this isn't it's like if they if it's like imagine if it was his foot and they used the red shoe like th it's this you're you're watching him melt don't the face of a pig you know. oh god you know? and maybe it's charlotte i don't know it's one of them it's a pig <gasps> we've met how it could does. you from the first ever donald duck speaking of speaking of my boy donald uh in his the first cartoon he was in he was also featured with a pig uh that's like his best friend and uh, i don't think that pig's been back since but it looks a lot <laughs> well we know where he is like he's, in the, he's in the sewers of la <laughs> melted oh wait okay but i'm so sorry what is it that uh we are meant to understand what are we meant to understand has happened they've sent him off quote unquote downtown right um and then it's and then hours pass no yeah. So we know that these weasels have taken him down. I'm so sorry if I'm if it feels like I'm mad at you because I'm not mad at you. No, we um, understand. I'm oh, sad at you. You should be mad at us for making you watch this scene. Well, I we didn't did know that was going to gonna be part of it because you know I do love this movie. Um, so okay, so they've taken him downtown, and then something has happened, and at the end of the night, the sun comes up, and he is dumped. Has is the implication that he has been physically mistreated in the, i mean obviously yes so what what, what does it do mean with the rest of the pig what and is that yeah how did they get it on his head can we talk a little bit about uh, the mechanics of this pig head too because i feel like there's some people who don't want to watch it so you don't have to we'll describe it so it's a cartoon pig head that we know but here's another messed up part that i really didn't like rather yeah. than just having him have the whole head his yeah. face is sticking out it's of the mouth they did it. nothing to like integrate it or whatever it was no. just like oh well your head doesn't fit all the way so you have to stretch out the mouth real big so it can see your face it's so he's creepy. inside of it in a way that suggests it isn't it, it's not like he was made to have a pig head. No. It was like a pig head was put over his head, but he can't get it off. So I suppose it was attached to him in some way. I'm it was so stretched. Sad. It's clearly been stretched. And then when it go, I mean, it, it is reminiscent of like the ins. I mean, you know, I mean, we're watching blood. We're watching blood go down the drain and a sort of a mass of, of clear there is blood. Cells. There is it's it's very fleshy i mean and you can't tell me like of all the tune heads they could have put on him they could have put a lot of them on him that were less body horror but like you know pigs are like very close to humans in terms of like yeah. fleshiness and like exchange uh, parts yeah. you get thyroid medication it comes from a pig right? <laughs> yeah yeah people eat pigs and they call them short human, <laughs> short human. <laughs> sorry i just call myself long pig <laughs> we all call you long pig Annie. <laughs> no it is really truly like 
you can't watch that scene and not think like, oh, they knew exactly what they were doing with this. Is this, did Gary K. Wolf write this? Is this scary? No, we've got to ask Gary this question, what he thinks yeah. about the pig head scene. Have you read the novel? But is I, that Gary K. Wolf? That is Gary K. Wolf. Okay. I, I, we've developed like a pretty consistent worldview, I think, of like how we think tunes work we we have questions right but they're they're big existential questions that we don't think could ever be answered um i don't i don't know if i can sit with the worldview i had given this scene this changes changes things what did the weasels do to him what has happened (laughs) I'm, i'm not asking like metaphysically i mean on a literal level what does the what does the filmmaker believe we think what is the story they're telling? I'm feeling very upset. So upsetting. It's so upsetting. <laughs> it's upsetting because it's unclear. I'm so sorry. I'm interrupting. Well, it, like I, I'm thinking this is just one of those things where they know we're not going to know exactly what's happening and our imaginations is going to be more disturbing than anything they could have shown us. I don't know. What I saw, they, yeah, they went out of the, They went out of their way to show us. I feel like I've seen it. Like they I, were like, "Hey, listen, there's no room for your imagination here. I'm getting in deep." <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's a very bizarre choice. Probably probably the smart choice that this does not officially live with the movie, or else we might all feel very differently about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, like maybe. 60% through this is it's almost four minutes long maybe like 60% through so like not that deep in the thought that just like the persistent thought that was running through my head was this would have ruined the film this would have ruined the film this would have ruined the it's that bad and that weird and that like off in tone and that's before you get to the melting pig face yeah even just like witnessing judge doom's continued complicity feels bad in that moment um not just like on a on a purely narrative like we are meant to still have a question i think that it answers in it feels to me like in a um in a way that diverts my understanding of the film so far and not in like a oh that's cool that's a new thing and seeing jessica there is very odd yeah not helpful i'm so mad (laughs) well uh listeners if you want to put yourself through it and you haven't seen this scene yet and you're very masochistic i recommend watching it you know i'd love to hear your opinions too on what you think about this i cannot in good faith recommend you watch this scene (laughs) i think you have to have already seen the movie and decided that you either love it or don't yeah because this i didn't like this This i grew up at a time when we first started to get the internet and our parents didn't really understand it and so we had a lot of unfettered access to the internet that we should not have had and i've seen dark things and i don't think you should see this this is why i'm not recommending for nish to watch this minute because i don't want him to hate the movie oh my god you have to protect him (laughs) maybe after it's all done after we (laughs) no i don't want that nice nice man to see that bad bad thing so we're on minute 47 of the movie yeah, <laughs> yeah let's talk about the uh let's talk about the good <laughs> the movie minute 47 begins with roger saying you think my boss rk maroon dropped a safe on marvin acne's head 
and ends with Jessica saying, you got me all wrong. Um, this continues Eddie's whole theorizing about uh, what's happening in this. So he thinks RK Maroon is behind this and that he wants to get a hold of Toontown. So um, Eddie really Eddie really figuring a lot of things out in this particular minute. Pretty good, um, pretty good detective work. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then inexplicably, Eddie has showered, right? That's like the next moment after we see them reaching this conclusion. Yeah, well, Eddie, yeah, Eddie just showered and washed that pig head off of him. What's that transition between Roger? I'm so sorry. I actually no, no. I so we're still something. we're still in the bar. We're still in the bar. Yeah, the beginning of forty seven. Oh my yeah. gosh, I we're thought that bar. was all. 46. So we're in the bar. We're in the bar. They're sort of continuing on this conversation. The ham fisted, like, hey, this is what's going on, everybody. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry. I'm with um, you. Yeah. Dolores is still a little like drunk and woozy eyed uh, by the situation inexplicably. Um, and Eddie, or sorry, Roger is um, flossing his brain with a file, hmm. like a metal yeah. file. Which looks really nice, actually. It does because I am a big fan of jamming Q-tips into your ears. I know it's going to kill me or ruin my hearing or something. And I don't care because it's, it's a physical joy I'll never let go of. Mm. And mm. you know me, I'm curious about tune anatomy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not... know that about you. I do know that. About I didn't you. know. I'm so oh, glad yeah. to know. Uh, they, they, I guess, uh, at least have clear path in between their two ears, enough to put yeah. a file through. Or, or putting one through a tune brain does not hurt. It's one of the- right. It's sort of a self healing. Like it'll regroup after. Mm. Given the body horror scene we just watched, this is not the right minute to talk about your how attracted to tunes you are but we could do it only only one tune only one who are you uh, who are you who is that accusation being lobbed it's not an accusation we ask a lot of guests this because a lot of people have crushes on cartoons or like had some kind of like sexual awakening to a cart a lot of people are into simba a lot yeah uh, i I see i get it okay okay i don't get it but I was into the scarecrow. Here? I was into the scarecrow from uh, Wizard of Oz. Okay, that's weird. Ray Bulger, but... yeah, not a tune. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely remember being like, "Wow, Thomas O'Malley sure is charming." O'Malley mm-hmm. the alley cat, mm-hmm. and certainly Simba. I mean, what a you know. <laughs> see, see, so you're like, no, I'm not into tunes. But no, see, never. Except but for this all is of my these journey. Ones. <laughs> no, but it was more just. I guess that's how these like movies that you watch as a kid go into your brain and go like, these are the markers of attractiveness. But I don't think that I like how ha- I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, think I I'm... was like into. Th- I don't think I was. I was just like, oh, cool. I'll keep an eye out. <laughs> I've <laughs> for, talked like, to a swagger. lot of people about this, and it seems to be very normal. I have no judgment about it whatsoever this just was not my experience but we know i'm deeply broken so mm. i think it's fine oh i'm I, there's no shame i just thought that you were saying now is not the time to talk about your deep deep crushes and i was no, like, no i just didn't want to ask crow. you a question about what kind of cartoons you're horny for after we just wanted a pig face melt <laughs> uh yeah just the scarecrow from wizard of oz you know mm-hmm. what a what a free spirit <laughs> yeah i mean i get that i get yeah. that also a character without a brain yeah, also also a character that's wearing someone else's skin in a way. Yeah. Does mm. the scarecrow have a prostate? That is my question. 
Well, you know what? So. I've truly never thought about it. Isn't that wild? Never thought about that. I've never been attracted to a cartoon. And never. and I and I do get I develop like unhealthy attachments to TV characters for sure. Do you? Who's your who's your number one? Oh uh, well I don't have one now because because I get over it, like real relationships. <laughs> uh but I did have this thing, like it like I was like, this is worrisome, but I was in a bad place. Um for Logan Eccles on Veronica Mars. And and I wanna oh. be clear that this wasn't when the show was on when it would have made more sense because like back then puka shell necklaces were fine um yeah. and also it i would have been the right age to have a... <laughs> but no 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 it was um much more my 30s sounds like. yeah. yeah yeah so that's Good not normal you. but it was just this thing because he was like a very broken <laughs> uh and um and he was just constantly fighting people on veronica's behalf and like who doesn't want that who doesn't want somebody who likes you enough that they're gonna beat the shit out of anybody who is mean to you and i had a truly <sighs> truly terrible partner at the time so i was like you know what that's a step up that guy in the puka show necklace who just fights everybody step up <laughs> wow yeah huh now, if Roger had a puka shell necklace around him, do you think it might step it up a little bit for you? <gasps> Annie, that'd be perfect. Absolutely for you. not. No. That would be that's good. No, I think Roger's like the kind of person they talked about where they're like, you know, sometimes somebody with a secure attachment style who's a safe person for you um is boring and not attractive. <laughs> um the one thing I, I will say about all the deleted stuff that um that that does work for for the movie is the fact that like Eddie leaves Roger at the bar and then almost immediately he sees him again. And the next few minutes, we're going to have him see him, see him again. So it almost mm. feels like a little bit of time has passed with Roger being in the bar instead of Roger um, creating mischief so fast and Dolores doing everything so fast. So it feels like a little bit happens before we get back into it. But yeah, it's mm. and we actually see Eddie do a little bit of detective work, uh, which he doesn't do a whole lot of in the movie. Um, but Dolores does it for him. Yeah, Dolores does it for him. Uh, Guys, I'm, I'm really worried about Dolores. I'm really worried about her. I'm really sad about her. I think she's letting people treat her. Uh, uh, you know, she can. I just think she deserves the world. Yeah, she does. She's and it just feels like she's putting herself. And I don't mean to be like blaming her for this, but she is repeating some pattern of being in a position where other people are relying on her far more than she's able to rely on anyone else. do you think it's just that it seems like we we've seen flashbacks to their relationship right it's i mean it's all just that one trip to catalina but still right it, mm -hmm. it looks like a lovely yeah yeah, yeah. Nice do you time. think that she is just that eddie was totally different which we we know but like but did do you go from being emotionally mature to like having none of that even if you're sad i don't know Right. Like, was she serving um, the same function in his life then as she is now? Right. Right. Like, was it always like a shitty relationship, but he was just less of a dirtbag, you know, and she just feels bad for him? Or was it a good relationship? And so she's just hoping that, like, once he processes his brother's death, blah, 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 blah that he'll go back to being Eddie. Because I, I think one of those is more justifiable. Mm -hmm. I think he was mm -hmm. probably a little bit better. I'm going to guess he was less sad. And we probably held his brother to help him out with things too, because they worked together so much. I got the feeling that they were very dependent on each other. And once he went away, that part of that part, that, that person for Eddie's gone. 
Yeah, he had, well, it's like he had other friends and then maybe he even had other friends beyond his brother and then clearly his brother's death traumatized him so much that I now think she's all... the number one resource for all of his emotional needs and well, li- practical Well, I think that needs. all of his friends were tunes. And then he had to swear off tunes. And so he, wow. he completely isolated himself because yeah. they they specialized in solving like tune crimes. That's right. We saw it on my mind. Goofy and now Goofy's out of his life. Well, it's like you have this whole community, you know, you're a you're a pillar of that community. You've been welcomed mm-hmm. as an outsider with open arms, and you bring mm-hmm. your girlfriend and your brother, and you're there and you're hanging out with all these people and then or creatures, and then um they kill your brother mm-hmm. and ruin your whole life. And so you lose everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like being in a weird cult. For those, for those who have not seen the deleted scene, we're still at least treated to part of the shower. We see Eddie emerge from the shower shirtless. Um, and with, with, uh, he's got like the tie on, um, as the Bob Hoskins stands, uh, does uh, this do anything for you? You know, I've, I was thinking about this a lot. Because a younger, less evolved Annie would be mm-hmm. like, ew. And huh. this this version, this single adult weirdo Annie is like, I do it. Yeah. That man is like the best actor I've ever seen. Like I will die on the hill that Bob Hoskins is the best good. actor I have ever seen. Like he's very good. Um and you know, like yeah, he's a bullet of a man. <laughs> he's a bullet of a man. Says either the but, New York Times or Wikipedia know. unsighted. <laughs> I don't know if you've been out in these streets lately. <laughs> Jessica shows up. There's a lot of flirtation there between them. The the sexual tension's very high. Mm-hmm. What I'm struggling with here is, again, like the whole Jessica trope is is for me one of the most like problematic tropes it like Mm -hmm. it's a little bit okay because it's kind of like removed and commentary on like how bad it is for her um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like it gets points for that but but i don't think they did it with quite enough as much care as i would like right Mm -hmm. um eddie is so just like stupefied and turns into just like this puddly mess anytime she's around like the idea that he's just doing anything coherent here is just I don't know. Is yeah, not he's working. not engaging with her as a person. He's un- she has rendered him unable to operate as though she is not there as you know, trying to help him solve a crime. Yeah. She's like, um, "Hey, do you want to solve this murder?" and he's like, "Boobies." And he's like, "Your boobies." Well, yeah. you know, we also first see her in the scene in silhouette, which I remember that, and I think it's in the Roger Rabbit ride too, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yes. At Disneyland? Mm-hmm. Um is that a thing? Did I invent that? No, it's real. It's it is there. also a little bit of a weird fever dream. It's a who. Um, I mix it up with Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. There's a the lot. Of, yeah, the, well, um, it's not uh, the Roger Rabbit one's the one with all the black light. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Toad's silhouette does it. <laughs> is there a silhouette of a of a, a pervy beautiful woman in there? No, no, no. It's just Mr. Toad. It's just highly erotic. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're just saying anytime you see a shadow that looks like a little cartoon toad boy. Yeah, then that that's just, it for you. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. That's great. That feels like that's <laughs> I'm happy for you, Chris. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, but we see like the tucks even up his the, duck stuff. <laughs> he tucks up his duck stuff upon seeing a toad. <laughs> and should the toad visit? Nope, I can't. Nope. 
you could do. You nope. Do the only thing that rhymes with that is not okay. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Um, no, it's interesting that we first see that silhouette. When we, it's interesting that when we first see her in this scene, it is immediately male gaze, right? Like, even though we are not seeing him see her in that moment, because in theory, he's not on the other side of that door. He's inside that door. And yet still, we, the assumed male viewer, are looking at the shape of her, right? Rather than something from this scene something i learned about the male gaze um mm. is that apparently uh noses aren't allowed oh is there no just, noses just the allowed? just the there's a suggestion of a nostril mm. but even that feels like like i guess we have to so it's human yeah but uh, we don't want to we don't want to there are there's like a couple like i was going frame by frame to try and be like okay when she's in complete profile like does she have a nose and she does um she does it's they do their best to try and make sure she doesn't have a nose for most of the time and That's i not the curve don't know what that is about, about. yeah you know what? I just want to put it out there uh, as a uh, as a heterosexual male. Noses are fine with me. <laughs> wow. Now you say that now, but yep. would you put your name behind that? You know? No, I would right. not. No, please. Yeah, I'm, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, no. To publicly claim. Right. Um, she is. You're right, Annie. That this is doing something so interesting with being simultaneously wildly disempowering and somehow a little um uh that she's able to give voice to what is frustrating about being objectified is interesting and i it's, also think it's like, like it's like got a, it's got it's just it's teetering on the precipice of self-awareness you yeah. know like it's yeah. like it's walking this tight rope of like is it satire of the actual mm -hmm. experience of this woman or is right. it not i really can't tell which i mean i guess makes it good satire <laughs> and there's good there is commentary on the archetype of femme fatale if that's the point of this is that we are undoing the assumption there that she is there to destroy do we have anything else for for this minute I, i'm gonna say that the mvp of this minute um i was gonna maybe give it to the suggestion of a nostril but <laughs> i think I think I'm going to give it to Bob Hoskins' beefy back. Yeah. Bob Hoskins' beefy back. Yeah. Bob Hoskins' beefy back. And I don't have an explanation. It's just a gut feeling I'm going with. Yeah. You're on board. Yeah. And you're ready. It's doing a lot of work. Backting, we call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's now Bob time Hoskins' beefy back. Bob Hoskins' beefy back. Bob Hoskins' beefy back was backting in the under... <laughs> He tucks up his duck stuff into Bob Hoskins' beefy back. That's beautiful. I oh, wish that's I a knew. terrific image, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't love... I mean, that's on par with uh, Pighead. That's, a, that's fanfic no one wants to read. <laughs> As is the actual deleted scene. Yes. <laughs> Listen, guys, we're sorry to keep bringing that up, but it's going to stick with us. Well, that actually segues to everybody's favorite segment of the show. I'm talking about Hypothetical Thursdays. Hypothetical Thursday, join in on the fun. Hypothetical Thursday, where we ask a question, and uh, we would love to hear everybody's answers to this question, but we can hear our own answers. Um, so this week, we run into the only 
available deleted scene from the movie. Uh, one we did not want to see, but my question is this. What thing that's not in the movie would you like to see Roger and Eddie do together? Oh my Tuck gosh. up his duck stuff. <laughs> well, you can start the fan fiction now. <laughs> that's, now that's good. That's a great question. I mean, honestly, I'm more interested in seeing um, Roger and Dolores as roommates. I know I've made it very clear. I'm worried about what that house guest situation is, but I'm ready to see both of them learn a little something from the other. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I want to see them have a, I want to set, I want to watch them set their sort of toxic masculinity aside and have like a deep conversation about their relationships and you know, mm. maybe Roger can teach Eddie something about seeing women as fully formed human beings and mm. um, I don't know Eddie can teach Roger to punch stuff or something I'm not sure mm. what he's bringing to the table but I, yeah, I, like I want Roger to get <laughs> I want Roger to to teach Eddie some emotional lessons and give Dolores a minute of rest <laughs> yeah yeah please i i'm kind of on the the same page um i would love uh my dinner with andre type Ooh. situation where it's just eddie and roger having deep philosophical conversations for uh for a long period of time and uh would get we have many things we have talked a lot about like spinoffs or sequels that we like to see and i think this whole conversation just had a lot of potential i would like to see the sort of like thelma and louise mm. movie of they're Dolores gonna get out of jessica oh yeah. that would be great yeah um there's a david lynch movie in that pickhead scene somewhere <laughs> there is yeah it's for sure it's, it's not his best work <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so listeners would love to hear your answers join our Facebook group at who analyzed Roger Rabbit listeners um, if you still use Facebook <laughs> hypothetical Thursday join in on the fun all right so that is it for today um, do you have anything you want to plug Lexi not a thing okay well, no, come on. Uh, you know what I want to plug? Analog watches. <laughs> yeah. Love them. Can't get enough of the little guys. Big fan of analog watches. This feels like it feels like a personal dig since I threw my watch in the toilet accidentally today. Oh God. Yeah. Well, I, you could also throw an analog watch in the toilet if that's what you're into. I'm thriving. Uh, we are a Dueling Genre podcast. You can find all their podcasts on DuelingGenre.com. Many more Movies by Minutes one, including all the Back to the Future movies. And you can click on the link to support. Thanks for listening, and we will see you on Friday for Minute 48 of Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit.